yes, 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 yes. Welcome to another interesting episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Coach Luke. Happy TGIF. It's Friday, everybody. Are you ready for the weekend? Because I sure am. You know, it's been a long, long week. And Coach Luke is a little bit tired. But the show must go on, baby. The show must go on. But before we get into the show, episode 21, draft. Episode 21, draft. And you guys know what I'm talking about. And we'll get into it a little bit later. But before we do that, you guys know what we got to do, right? Tap in. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button, and we'll get right back to you. Leave all your information, and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, episode 21. Episode 21 draft. And I tell you. It was a wonderful, wonderful NBA draft last night. And I hope all you guys were able to tune in, follow, share, share your comments. Because, again, All Things Basketball Podcast was visual for the first time. We were visual doing our thing. And I tell you what, I got to give everybody in All Things Basketball Podcast uh, building a great round of applause. A great round of applause. A lot of times I ask people to match my energy because Coach Luke got a lot of energy. And all I ask is, look, try to match my energy, guys. Try to match it and we'll succeed. But, you you know, one of the things that happens is, you know, once you get that to happen, then you have no complaints. And I got that from the staff. And I just got to give the whole staff at All Things Basketball Podcast a round of applause because everybody rolled their sleeves up and we all went to work and we did the best job that we possibly can. And, you know, Coach Luke is a guy that likes to kind of plan things out all the time. But at this age that that I am right now, I fully well realize that everything doesn't go exactly the plan. And you know when things weren't going exactly the plan to the plan last night, everybody in, on the staff would roll their sleeves up and give great information and ideas as to what we should do next. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it was a beautiful draft. I don't know how many of you people watched the draft, but it was it was a wonderful, wonderful draft. And it was, a, like Coach Luke said, it was a very deep draft. It was a lot of talent. It was the most talent in the last five years. I tell you, I tell you, there was guys that were going in the late, in the late part of the first round that you actually could have took in the early part of the first round. That's how deep a draft it was, people. And I tell you, it was a lot of talent. And, you know, of course, of course, all of the draft picks, they had their parents in the building, and they were on the center floor. Your mother, your father, some had their grandparents. It was just a wonderful, wonderful event, and it was a wonderful situation for a lot of young men. And I tell you, like Coach Luke said, your life will forever change once you get drafted in the NBA or for or any sport for that matter. But I tell you what, we're just talking about basketball because it's all things basketball, baby. And so your life will change once you walk across that stage and shake the commissioner's hand. Your total life will change, and it will change for the better. But it doesn't mean you stop doing that hard work. You got to work as if you're not even there so that you can stay in that position, which means playing at a high, high level in the NBA. And so you have to stay in the gym. You have to stay taking care of your body because you got to take care of your body so that your body can do the things that you want it to achieve so that you can perform at the high, high level that you're supposed to. And so it was just a beautiful, beautiful uh, event, you know. And I'm finding that the NBA draft is really becoming a major, major event. It's always been a major event. But as the years go on, it's getting bigger and bigger 
and bigger. And I'm just glad that All Things Basketball Podcast was in the building, baby. We were in the building and we were deep. We were in the building and we were deep. And I know a lot of people were looking and saying, who are these guys? These guys must be something important. Every time we shut off the, the equipment, people would be looking. But hey, we're there to do a business just like any other media outlet. And so we were proud to be in the building and perform what we do, and which is give the content and the, and, the, and the visual to all of the listeners, all of the followers, everybody that download. We have people that we have to give our uh, input to, and we're proud to do so. And so I just hope everybody... Um, looked at all that we had on IGTV and all things basketball podcasts, uh, stories on Instagram. And it's also on Facebook live as we speak. You know, if you didn't get to, uh, all things basketball podcasts on Instagram, you could also check out all the visuals on, um, Facebook live. And it was just a beautiful, beautiful thing, but never forget this tap in baby. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in the All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. Download, share, like. Download, share, like. Come on, baby. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, let's get into episode 21, people. Draft. And I tell you, the winners of the draft in Coach Luke's eyes was the Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans. Well, no one's surprised about the New Orleans Pelicans. They really loaded up on some draft picks via that Anthony Davis deal, and they've been moving and transcending up as far as getting young talent for the last two months since David Griffin took the helm. And so now you got my girl Swing Cash right by his side, and they got a great dynamic duel as far as bringing in talent to the New New Orleans building. So, you know, Atlanta Hawks also did a great job. They did a great job. Both those teams were the winners. In Coach Luke's eyes, the Atlanta Hawks and the New Orleans Pelicans were the winners because they really transcended their teams up. They really took a big leap in, in making their teams highly competitive in the upcoming season. You know what I mean? Of course, you know New Orleans Pelicans. They started it off with the number one pick, Zion Williamson. He's a phenomenal talent, a phenomenal talent. And I tell you what, he's going to be a game changer. All right. He's definitely going to be a game changer. But my biggest surprise with with New Orleans was they were able. I don't know how they did this. They were able to also follow Zion Williamson up with Jackson Hayes. Man, if you don't know Jackson Hayes, you might want to look him up on YouTube or something, people. But Jackson Hayes is a phenomenal talent. He's a nuts and bolts type of ball player. He'll get you a double-double every single night. And so, man, you know, New Orleans is really transcending up. Now, in Coach Luke's eyes, I really believe you need probably a veteran or two. You need a veteran or two. Now, a lot of people say, oh, Coach Luke, you got Lonzo Ball and you got Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart. Those guys have only been in the league two years. They're not considered veterans. They're still trying to find their way, people. And so I'm talking about a six- or seven-year veteran so he can kind of guide these young guys, as well as Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram and Josh Hart, through the hard times. You definitely need some veterans to guide these young men through the hard times. Now, Drew Holiday is definitely a veteran. He's definitely... He's definitely a veteran, but I think you need another veteran. I think you need another veteran of seven or eight years to help along because these guys are going to have growing pains. Even Zion, he's going to have growing pains at the change as far as talent 
and the growth as far as becoming a professional. They're all going to have a growth spurt as far as becoming the NBA players. And so, yes, New Orleans did a great, great job, but they're very green and very young. And I don't think, you know, it's going to probably take them a season or maybe two before they really start making some extra noise. Now, will they make the playoffs in the first season? They might. They might, but everybody must take into account they're in the Western Conference, and that Western Conference is a beast. So it wouldn't surprise Coach Luke if they didn't make the playoffs. It wouldn't wouldn't surprise me one bit, but I do believe the New Orleans Pelicans have enough talent to make some noise the first season, make some noise this year. And okay, and who never, you never know. They might make the playoffs. They might sneak in to the eighth, probably the seventh spot. But if they don't, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me because a team that this, a team that's this young would have to, uh, really get used to playing with each other and get used to, you know, learning what each player likes to do and things of that nature. And so that might take a season on the New Orleans Pelicans part. It might take a season, but I'll tell you what, by the following season, look out. (laughs) By the following season, it's going to probably take one season for them to really get acclimated. But after that one season's done and, and the following season comes up, you better look out for the New Orleans Pelicans because they're coming. And it doesn't matter what conference they're in, the Western Conference or the Eastern Conference, the New Orleans Pelicans will be coming in a year or so from now. And you heard it first on All Things Basketball Podcast. They're going to be rolling in a year or so. And so, you know, kudos to David Griffin and my girl Swing Cash for doing a masterful job last night. And with all of the draft picks that the New Orleans Pelicans put out there, it was a wonderful, wonderful situation for the New Orleans Pelicans. I tell you that. And you also can't forget Alvin Gentry. He's an excellent coach. You know, we can't forget the coaching staff at the New Orleans, in the New Orleans Pelicans building. They have some great coaches in New Orleans, starting with Alvin Gentry. He's been around the league. And again, like Coach Luke said, you know, the coaches, they go on these coaching journeys. And Alvin Gentry has been around the league for some time, 24 or more years. And so he really knows how to galvanize his troops and get the team playing in the right direction. And I tell you this, they will be coming. The New Orleans Pelicans are on their way up, people. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit the email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck and we got more coaches coming in by the minute. I'll tell you that. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, the R.J. Barrett impact. Man, now you know Coach Luke is a big New York Knicks fan. Coach Luke is a big, big New York Knicks fan. And I'm so happy that my Knicks sat put. You know, they talked to a few teams about that third pick. But remember, this is a new regime in the building for the New York Knicks. Steve Mills, L.I., we got to pull. Steve Mills, the president of the New York Knicks, L.I. And then we got uh, um, Scott Perry. And we also have David Fisdale. And so these guys are a new group of gentlemen, and they're going to move through the draft, and they're going to move through free agency. And they're just doing a wonderful job so far. It hasn't equated into wins just yet, but they're doing a wonderful job as far as the New York Knicks are concerned. And guess what? They made the right pick. They really did. They sat put, and they waited, and they kept that number three pick, and then they picked R.J. Barrett. And I tell you, at the draft, the Barclays Center erupted when they picked R.J. Barrett. I'll tell you why. For years, the Knicks have not picked a player since Patrick Ewing 
They haven't picked a player that sat in front of the audience, the American audience, every weekend. All right? And there's nothing against Christoph Pazingas and Danilo Gallinari and players like that, but we didn't know about those players until they walked across the stage. And when they walked across the stage, most of us said, who's that? That's not the case with R.J. Barrett. R.J. Barrett played for the University of Duke, and the University of Duke was on TV every weekend. So we got to look, the American public, or actually the basketball public, not just the American public, because R.J. Barrett is a Canadian. But I'll tell you this, we got to watch R.J. Barrett in his best form every weekend on, on television. And so from watching him on television and then watching my New York Knicks pick them, pick them, excuse me, it was just like, we know what he can do. We see what he can do. This young man's going to be a superstar. And you heard it first on All Things Basketball Podcast. R.J. Barrett is going to be a superstar. Now, Coach Luke is not saying that because he's a big, 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 big New York Knicks fan. Just look at the tea leaves. This kid can do a little bit of everything. He really can. R.J. Barrett can do a little bit of everything. And I'm just so proud that the Knicks held on to their pick and got the guy that they were really wanting the whole time. They talked to several teams, and they made Coach Luke a very nervous man, I tell you. <laughs> but they kept the pick, and for the first time in years, they kept the pick and they picked the right guy. So kudos to the New York Knicks and the whole staff and the and the whole staff in the New York Knicks building for holding their guns and picking RJ Barrett. And I tell you, he's gonna be a very, very impactful player, if you wanna know that. He's gonna bring people into the garden. He's gonna actually perform at a high, high level. All right, and I tell you this, he's gonna be a superstar. And don't be surprised if it's R.J. Barrett that's the rookie of the year and not Zion Williamson. It wouldn't surprise Coach Luke a bit if R.J. Barrett won the rookie of the year award this season. All right? And a lot of people are saying, oh, it's Zion Williamson. It's a shoo-in for him to win uh, the, the, the rookie of the year. Not really. You know, you got R.J. Barrett, and, of course, you got my boy, Cam Reddish, he went to Atlanta. So you got his his teammates on his heels for that award, all right? You got his teammates on his heels for that Rookie of the Year award. But back to R.J. Barrett, he's just a wonderful, wonderful talent. And I'm very excited that my New York Knicks stayed put, made the pick, and now he's going to be playing in the Madison Square Garden, MSG. And it's nothing sweeter than getting a player that you really wanted, like Coach Luke said, and staying the course and making that pick to better your team. And that's what the New York Knicks did. Again, like Coach Luke said, the draft was very, very deep, people. The draft was very deep. And, and, and you know, when you got a gentleman like Nazir Little going, uh, where did he go? 28, I believe, to the Portland Trailblazers. This is a guy that could have went in the top 10. That's how deep this draft was, people. That's how deep this draft was. It was so much talent. You had to go all the way into the second round, mid-second round, before there was a little taper off in talent. That's how deep this draft was. It was a lot of talent in the building. And like Coach Luke said, all of the first rounders had their family on the front floor. You know, mom, pop, some people had uh, mother, father, grandparents, brother, sister, if they could attend. And there was a lot of um, college coaches that also attended. I seen my boy Coach Kyle out there with some of his players, and it was a wonderful thing. It was a wonderful thing. It was a wonderful situation. But I'll tell you, this was a very, very deep draft. And the teams, I think 
the reason why there was so many trades last night because the, the draft was so deep. The talent pool was so deep, and that's why there was so many trades, all right, because there wasn't a taper off as far as talent. There really wasn't. I mean, you know, like I said, like Coach Luke said, all the way into the mid-second round, you had a lot of great talent. You just had a lot of great talent. And somebody turned and said, hey, Coach, you think next season's draft is going to be this deep? I don't think so. The answer is no, and I'm going to tell you why. A draft pool that's this deep doesn't come along uh, every two or three years. It takes about five or six years before you have a draft pool. And when I say pool, an amount of players, I'm saying, you know, uh, this deep where you have just over 50 or 60, you know, excellent, excellent players. All right. And you even have, you know, you have two rounds now in the NBA draft. And there was no let up until you got mid into the second round. The beginning of the second round was some phenomenal talent. You don't normally get that. But we had it last night, people. We had it last night. And those players are excellent, excellent players. And, you I, you know, Coach Luke was just loving it, loving every minute of it that you had so much talent in one building. And the NBA, I know, was loving it because there wasn't a drop-off in talent. You know, they probably could have closed their eyes or blindfolded themselves and picked like that. It was that much talent. Now, I know they probably wouldn't have did that. I'm just joking. But it was that much talent in the building, people. It was a loaded draft. It was a, it was a, it was so much talent that you could really, I mean, if you needed a power forward, they were there. If you needed a point guard, they were there. If you needed a shooting guard, they were there. If you needed a center, you could pull from that. And so when you are able to do that, then you know the talent in that draft is very, very deep. Once again, tap in all things basketball podcast on Instagram. Tap in all things basketball podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Leave your information and we'll get right back to you. All right? Download, share, like. Download, share. Come on, baby. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Now, I'll tell you. One thing Coach Luke really recognized at the draft, I was just telling you guys that, you know, everybody had their families. All of the young men had their families on the floor with them. But this is the first draft, and I've watched many, many drafts. In my day, many, many drafts. And Coach Luke don't want to give away his age. But I've watched a lot of drafts. And I'll tell you this. There was a lot of emotion. A whole lot of emotion in that building. Most of the guys that were picked and walked up to see Coach, I mean, excuse me, to see Commissioner Adam Silver, there was tears in their eyes. And, of course, I know everybody's seen Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson broke down when he started talking about his mother, you know, and it was a beautiful thing. And you got to remember, all of these guys are young guys. They're not older men, and even if they were older men, when you talk about your parents, you will get choked up. When you talk about your parents, you'll get choked up. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you, there was a lot of emotion in the building, but you know, that's normal. It was a big, big day for these young men. It was a very big day and a very monumental day in their lives. All the blood, sweat, and tears that they put into their training and everything came to full fruition for them. I'm so happy that I was there to witness this and that, you know, it was so emotional. And I, and I, and it's the first time that I saw so many young men shed tears and it was great. Because, you know, as men, a lot of people feel like, oh, men can't cry. Well, I'll tell you, it's wonderful when you can show your emotion either way, whether it's, whether it's strong strength 
or whether it's, it's, it's tears of joy that you've achieved, all that you've had to achieve. And so it was a wonderful, wonderful thing to witness that all of these young men stepped up to the plate. And guess what? You know, it was something about their mothers giving them a hug. It was such a wonderful thing. It was such a wonderful thing. When their mothers gave them a hug, they just broke down crying. But again, it, it was such an emotional situation at the NBA draft, but it was a joyous and triumphant situation. And that what was going on. That's what was going on in the draft building at the Barclays. Well, Kawhi Leonard has set up some free agent meetings. I don't know, people. You know, Coach Luke said that Kawhi was going to stay with the Toronto Raptors, and he probably will. But guess what? He's going to meet three different teams on his way and opting out. And now he might opt out or he might opt in. He can opt in at $26 million with the Toronto Raptors. Or he can opt out and listen to what teams are offering him. Now, the teams that he's going to visit are, let me look right here. Let me get it together. Uh-huh. The New York Knicks. <laughs> the Los Angeles Clippers and the Philadelphia 76ers. Kawhi Leonard will meet with the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Clippers, and the Philadelphia 76ers. All right? Those are the three teams that he will meet with and route to hearing what the brass in each building is talking about. Now, remember, like Coach Luke said, he can always opt back in to that $24 million with the Raptors. But I get the feeling that the Raptors don't even want him to opt in for one more year. If the Raptors sign Kawhi Leonard, they want to sign Kawhi Leonard to a max deal. So they probably will throw that $24 million out and up that $24 million to about $37 million a season for the next five years. Because that's what it's going to take to sign Kawhi Leonard long term. It's going to take upward of $37 million, probably 40 He's such a hot commodity, he might break the bank at $40 million a season. And I wouldn't be surprised if that happened. But Toronto is going to have to step their game up if they want to keep him. But he's still going to visit the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Clippers, and you know Kawhi is a Cali boy. He comes from California. And so the Clippers everybody feel has the upper hand with the New York Knicks and the Philadelphia 76ers looking on the, uh, on the outside looking in. But you never know. You never know. Once he starts meeting the brass of all of these teams, I think Kawhi Leonard can then sit down in privacy and make a great, great decision on what he wants to do. But once again, Kawhi Leonard will be talking to those three prospective teams. There's a, there's a serious issue that Coach Luke wants to talk to the listeners about. A lot of people say, oh, Coach Luke, it might be taken wrong because you're a New York Knicks fan, but I don't think so. And you know one thing about Coach Luke. When you say to Coach Luke, Coach Luke, I don't know if you should say that, I'm going to say it anyway. I find it very, very funny at times the way people put a judgment on my New York Knicks, all right? But I'm just being impartial right now. What I don't understand is when the Barclays Center cheered when R.J. Barrett was uh, picked with the third pick, most of the media went straight. Instead of talking about the great moment for the New York Knicks, that they finally got an excellent pick, most of the media seem to be talking about, oh, well, okay, they signed R.J. Barrett, but guess what? They probably won't get any free agents. Why won't they? Why won't they? All right? Why won't they? They have as much freed-up cap space as anybody else in the league. So why won't the Knicks... The question I constantly ask, and I don't get an answer, is why won't they have an opportunity 
at any of the free agents like everybody else. What makes them different? Okay, now I understand that the Knicks have not been playing good basketball, but what makes them different than any other team in the in the pool of free agency right now? And so what I don't what I'm get what Coach Luke is getting at, why do most team why do most media outlets seem to want to knock one team? I'll tell you right now, there hasn't been many teams that have won NBA championships. And when you look back at it, there hasn't been many teams. The, the championship has been recycled between about six or seven teams. Now, we have 32 teams in uh, the NBA. So you look back on it, and you look at it, and, you know, everybody, oh, the Knicks this, the Knicks that. Well, you're not talking about the other, what, 20-plus teams? So I just think it's it's sour grapes. I really do. I mean, I really think it's sour grapes, and that's all I got to say about that. I mean, I'm going to always be a New York Knicks fan. I don't care what anybody says. And guess what? They got just a, The biggest question that I have is, if you want to say, well, the Brooklyn Nets have $26 million and they're trying to free up more money, and it's a great destination. Doesn't the Knicks have 45 with another $35 million to come? So what, when you talk money, who has more money? Who plays their home games in the garden? I just think it's sour grapes on the media part, and I'm going to leave it at that. But I'm part of the media. So I will be saying what I have to say, just like they say what they have to say. And that's the end of that one. And we're going to move on to the next topic because, you know, Coach Luke tries to keep it all basketball, and that's what it is. And I'm just feeling a little bit serious right now because the Knicks did a beautiful thing last night. And no one, no one in the media could acknowledge that they did something wonderful by picking R.J. Barrett. Well, I tell you what, New York Knicks, All Things Basketball Podcast is going to let you know. Kudos to the New York Knicks for picking a wonderful, wonderful, excellent talent, R.J. Barrett. The Lakers are running and doing their thing. Now, I told you that they're in talks with Al Horford, all right? They're also in talks with Kimber Walker. And they're trying to nail both those guys down within days, all right? And so now you're looking at the Los Angeles Lakers, man, and they're transcending up. They are really, if they can nail down Al Horford and Kimber Walker, now Kimber Walker, as we continue to say, has $225 million on the table in Charlotte. But also, what people should start to look at is Kimber Walker has had $225 million on the table for the last two weeks. What is he waiting on? Well, I, like Coach Luke always said, once you've played in the NBA for seven years or better, you have money already. You have money. And if you're smart and doing the right thing, it becomes now you're playing for your legacy. You're playing for championships. And maybe Kimber Walker is looking at the tea leaves and saying, okay, if I take this $225 million, okay, are you going to be able to get other players here? Are you going to be able to surround me with talent? Probably not. Probably not. And so that's the situation with the Kimball Walker deal being on the table for two weeks, and it's still on the table. And it might stay on the table because I tell you what, the Lakers are moving hard on one Kimball Walker. They're really trying to get him into purple and gold. They're really pushing to get Kimball Walker into purple and gold as fast as possible. And I tell you what, even though the Charlotte Hornets have the uh, $225 million on the table, I really believe Kemba Walker is going to boat out of Charlotte. I tell you that. 
I really believe so. Because if you were going to sign the $225 million, it would have been done already. That's a lot of money, people. That money, he would have signed that contract the minute it was on the table. But it's been sitting for two weeks. And so by it sitting for two weeks, Coach Luke is looking at it just out the way that I'm looking at it, people, is that maybe Kimball wants a breath of fresh air. He might want to see some palm trees and some sun. And that means playing in the purple and gold. But then again, he might want to see, he might want to look at other teams also. He might want to look at free agency altogether. But I happen to know that he's, him, uh, the, the Lakers and Kemba Walker's representation are in heated discussions. And you might hear something about that situation with Kemba Walker in the next week or so. Also, Al Horford representation is talking with the Lakers. And, you know, Al Horford had $65 million on the table with the uh, Boston Celtics. But we all know what's going on with the Boston Celtics. And he opted out. He wasn't a bit worried about the $65 million. He just wants to play ball, like I told you in podcast uh, uh, episode number 20, I mean. Excuse me. In episode number 20, Al Horford stated he just wants to play basketball. And so it's a beautiful thing when all you need to do is focus on the game of basketball. It really is a beautiful thing. Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, you know what to do. Hit the email button. Download, share, like, download, share. Let's go, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, we got that WNBA recap. I guess y'all thought I forgot my old WNBA. Coach Luke loved himself some WNBA. I'll never forget the WNBA. And Liberty, come on now. We're ready to come up to Westchester or Madison Square Garden. We know the season's going on. Coach Luke is watching on the television. He sees the, the excellent ballers that the Liberty got right now. We want to do a live show at the Garden or Westchester. You know, we're not going to break the bank. We'll just ask for a few pennies. <laughs> but you'll get All Things Basketball Podcast in the building to do an excellent show, a one-hour live show. All right? And anybody else who wants us to uh, do a live show, I meant to say this last episode, hit me up on Instagram. All right? And we can uh, talk about things, you know, a little bit of business. But then again, back to the back to the WNBA recap. All right, love me some WNBA, and we only had two games in the WNBA last night. And again, like I told you guys, when there's something monumental going on in in the NBA, a lot of times you don't get a lot of activity in the WNBA. Now I don't know why they do that. I think they probably do it so that one league won't clash with the other. You know what I mean? One league won't clash with the other. So here we go with our WNBA recap. We had two games last night. The Dallas Wings, 69, and the Phoenix Mercury, 54. The Dallas Wings, 69, and the Phoenix Mercury, 54. All right? We had the Washington Mystics, 95, and the Las Vegas Ace, excuse me, 72. All right? And that was the WNBA recap. Only two games, people. And so that's the two games that we had as far as the WNBA last night. You know, I want to talk about the NBA draft. It was, it, it's becoming such an event and it's such a good time. I mean, you know, if anybody can experience a draft, the NBA draft is the place to be. All right. Now, this is probably Coach Luke's third draft 
And so the reason why I'm talking about it is that with each draft, it's getting better and better. And they're bringing more things into the fold of the draft. They're making it more, they're making the draft more exciting by the year. I mean, they're getting real innovative. And I'm telling you, the NBA is really putting it on a show when it comes to the NBA draft. I'll tell you people. And if you ever get the chance to get yourself some tickets and go to the NBA draft, it's a worthwhile buy. It's a worthwhile buy, and you will have a wonderful, wonderful time. But you also have to be into the game of basketball, I believe. You really have to be into the game, you know. And, and if you're into the game, there's nothing like And if you're into the game of basketball, there's nothing like the NBA draft, all right? And it'll give you a whole big picture going into the next season. I mean, if you if you attend the NBA draft, and then let's say you go to a game within the first 10 games of the new season. You'll be so abreast of what's happening. It'll just be like, wow, I saw this guy walk across the stage and shake Commissioner Silver's hand. And now I'm watching him perform at a high, high level. And so what you have now, you have so much, so many things to do at the NBA draft. You know, you have all kinds of different foods and different um, um, people that attend the NBA draft right now. You, you know, everybody, vendors, everybody's trying to pick up their business at the same time. And so going to an NBA draft is just a wonderful, wonderful thing, people. And I tell you, like Coach Luke said, I, this is the third NBA draft that I've been to. Now, in the last 10, 10 years, people, I'm not going to lie to you at all. And I'll never lie to you. I haven't been to an NBA draft. But going to this NBA draft really opened Coach Luke's eyes, i tell you that. Really opened my eyes to how far this league, the NBA, has come. And the NBA has come a long way, a long way in becoming the biggest uh, um, sports brand, not only in America, but globally in the world. Because again, you got to understand the NBA is not the only professional league in the world. You have professional leagues all the way in China. And so this is the game of basketball has become such a profitable situation. It really has. It's become such a profitable situation. And I tell you, if you ever get a chance, to go to the NBA draft, I endorse it. Coach Luke at All Things Basketball Podcast endorse it. Once again, tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap in All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. And if you need good training, hit the email button. You know what to do. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, we're going to talk about the winners once again, all right? And the winners were the New Orleans Pelicans and uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Now, we talked about the New Orleans Pelicans, right? But the Atlanta Hawks nailed down DeAndre Hunter, phenomenal player from the University of Virginia. And you know who else they got. They got Coach Luke's boy, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish is that guy, man. He's going to show. And I'm going to tell you what. Cam Reddish can very well become the rookie of the year this upcoming season. He's got the ability. He can become the rookie of the year. R.J. Barrett can be the rookie of the year. And, of course, Zion Williamson has an opportunity. Don't, don't, I'm not going to shrug that. Zion's a phenomenal talent. But what Coach Luke is saying is only thing that people are talking about is Zion, Zion, Zion. They're not looking at R.J. Barrett. They're not looking at Cam Reddish. They're not looking at DeAndre Hunter. These are guys that can do it. And don't forget my guy, Kobe White. Kobe White went to Chicago. All right? Kobe White went to Chicago, and he's going to be phenomenal. He might be the rookie of the year. So I'm going to tell you, you got a lot of guys because this draft was so deep, it was something else. This draft was deep. 
So I'm going to tell you, you got to look at Cam Reddish and you got to look at DeAndre Hunter. And I'll tell you what, they already have the Atlanta Hawks. They already have Trey Young. They already have a young nucleus, a whole new young coaching staff. And so I'll tell you, the Atlanta Hawks are transcending up people. And I believe the Atlanta Hawks will make the playoffs because they're not in the West. They're in the East. Now, I'm not saying that the East is weak. Why? Because the Toronto Raptors, the defending champions, play in the East. But they're not as rough as the West. It is not a rougher division than the Western Conference. And so that gives the Atlanta Hawks a strong opportunity to make the playoffs. And I'm not saying they'll be in the top three or four because they're also a young team, just like New Orleans. But they will be teetering around six, seven, or eight. And they will have a better chance than the New Orleans Pelicans to make the playoffs because they are in the East. That's all Coach Lucas saying. There's a little bit of a drop-off from the top four in the Eastern Conference all the way to the eighth spot. And so that's why Coach Luke believes that the Atlanta Hawks have an opportunity to make the playoffs because they're young, but not only are they young, that central division in the Eastern Conference is probably not the strongest division. You might be looking at the Atlantic division as the strongest division, all right, with Boston, uh, Philadelphia, um, Brooklyn, New York. You know, you might be looking at the uh, Eastern Conference and you in Toronto, right, Toronto is in that um, Atlantic division too, the defending champions. And so you'll probably be looking at the, the Atlantic Conference and the Eastern Conference more than you'll look at the Central Conference, all right? And so with the Atlanta Hawks being in the Central, they're going to have a strong opportunity to knock a few of those teams off in the Central. And then when they knock a few teams off in the Central, they'll be able to transcend and move up in a good position. Now, will like, like Coach Luke said, will they be able to – to get in the top four? No, they're still also very young. And one of the things that happens with young teams is they have to build themselves up. And meaning when they have to build themselves up, the continuity, uh, they have to learn each other's games, like Coach Luke said, and they have to play uh, a certain way to before they start winning. All right? That's what they have to do. Now, the Atlanta Hawks, well, went, went out on a winning note last year. A lot of their rookies started to play very, very well. And so now here you go. You add DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish to that fold of young players. And man, you know, Atlanta will be off and racing. But the winners of the draft was Atlanta and um, the New Orleans Pelicans. But all of the teams were happy they were satisfied. If you looked at the executives in the building from each team, everybody was happy with the draft, and that's the way it's supposed to be because you work hard to pick the players that you want to pick, and when you do that, then it's a job well done. And first of all, Coach Luke would definitely like to give the whole NBA, Commissioner Adam Silver, and everybody in the NBA front office for putting on an excellent show at the Barclays Center, putting on an excellent show for all of the fans, all of the media, and everybody in the building. It was just a wonderful, wonderful night. And, of course, All Things Basketball Podcast was in the building, and we really, really enjoyed ourselves. It was just a great, great situation last night, and I can't wait until next year's draft because we're going to be in the building again. And we're going to do it all over again. All right? Once again, tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. Tap into All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button. If you need good training, hit that email button. You know what to do. Download, share, like, download. Come on, people. All Things Basketball Podcast is for you. Let's go. Well, Episode 21, Draft. We really had a wonderful time. And I tell you what, 
I want to thank all of the listeners, all of my followers, everybody that downloads, shares, likes, all right? Everybody that asked the training questions. You know Coach Luke loved them training questions because I'm a coach. But I love all of the questions. I love all the inquiries. I love it all. Just love it. And keep on doing what you're doing. And I'm going to keep doing what we we us at All Things Basketball Podcast, we're going to continue to do what we have to do. We're going to continue to do what we have to do to bring the listeners the best content and the best uh, podcast that we possibly can bring to our audience. And we're going up. Episode 21. I'd like to thank everybody. Well, it's been an excellent, excellent, excellent podcast. Episode 21, Draft. And I tell you what, I'll see you guys on Monday. God bless. Good night.